This podcast is dedicated to the memory of David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cecilia Shepard, and Paul Stein, and to Michael Mejo and Brian Hartnell. This is Zodiac Speaking, a classic gunpoint Jackson podcast. I'm your host, Chris Garcia. From the police report. Victim's name, Shepard, comma, Cecilia Ann. September 27th, 1969. Reporting officers, Detective Sergeants Kenneth Marlowe and Richard Lonigan were both contacted by phone at their residence at 2020 hours and advised that a double stabbing had occurred in the Lake Berryessa area, and the victims were en route to Queen of the Valley Hospital via Piner's Ambulance. Lundigan and Marlowe were requested to proceed to Queen of the Valley Hospital and take over the case for investigative purposes. Detective Sergeant Kenneth Marlowe arrived at Queen of the Valley Hospital at 20.33 hours. Detective Sergeant Lundigan arrived at the hospital at 2044 hours. In many ways, this killing is about the investigation and about clues that may not be clues, changes that are about changes. Also from the police report. The two victims were immediately taken into the emergency room and were followed by reporting officers. At 2055 hours, Officers Lornigan and Marlowe were asked to leave the emergency room by the attending nurses, so both victims appeared to be in critical condition. The victims were identified at that point as victim number one, Brian Calvin Hartnell, white male, 20 years of age, date of birth, 7-1-49, a student at Pacific Union College in Angwin, Home address, Route 2, Box 252, Troutdale, Oregon. Victim number two, Cecilia Ann Shepard, white female, 22 years of age, date of birth, 1147. Subject with a student at the University of California at Riverside. Home address, 10733, Mead Lane, Loma Linda, California. It was learned from the nurse on duty, unidentified, that attending physicians were a doctor and a doctor, and that doctor had been called, however had not arrived as yet. This was approximately 2,100 hours. Reporting officers were also advised that an unidentified nurse, that when hospital officials were attempting to get ID information out of Brian Hartnell, he advised them to contact Judy at Pacific Union College in Angwin. He stated she was Cecilia's best friend. Reporting officers contacted Mr. Jim, Chief Security Officer, Pacific Union College, by phone and asked him to attempt to locate Miss Judy. Mr advised that Miss 
was a student at the college and had left the college earlier in the afternoon, driving a yellow Datsun. At 2135 hours, reporting officers put out an all-points bulletin around the city and county of Napa for this above-described vehicle. At 2137 hours, officers received permission to interview the victim, Brian Hartnell, who was taken to the x-ray room for x-rays. At this point, there is nothing about the actual murders. Up until this point in the police report, all it is is a recounting of what had happened that day. Written many, many days later, weeks later, I think. This was the recounting of the aftermath of their arrival at the hospital. And it's a very important aspect. For one, it deals directly with the state of the victims at the time. It's notable that the reporting officer was given a name to contact. And there are lots of redactions here, which is understandable, I think. The second portion of the report deals with Hartnell's description of Zodiac. And included in it is this paragraph. It should be noted that Hartnell was very groggy and he was very difficult to, under- to interview at the time. Subject was re-interviewed the next day by Sergeant Detective Robertson and gave more complete details. The report of Sergeant Robertson's interview is attached. Hartnell's description is as follows. From, again, from the police report. Hartnell stated that the assailant was wearing a black ceremonial-type hood, square on top, and appeared to be heavy-set, between 200 and 250 pounds. He also stated his assailant had approached both him and Miss Shepard with a gun, but had stabbed them with a long knife. Hartnell further stated the gun was in a black holster and the knife was in a sheath. He stated that the attacker was wearing dark clothing, dark jacket, and dark pants. Hartnell further stated that the gun was an automatic pistol and the knife had a black handle and appeared to be homemade. There's a lot of interesting initial details there. The knife appeared to be homemade. That's a very important detail. An automatic instead of a revolver. Some have said that Zodiac was a killer without an M.O., other than killing. That's obviously not true. He's a killer whose M.O. evolved. It's obvious in my eyes that... It's obvious in my eyes that... Zodiac's work, I guess you could say, was settled, disturbed, and reformed 
His first two killings were nearly identical, with the exception of where it happened. A couple in a car at night in a dark location, almost completely alone, bullet wounds, shots through a window, clean the first time, the second time not so clean, a survivor was left. And in my eyes, he overreacts. For Shepard Hartnell, they were two young friends who had dated, catching up by the lake during the day. They were still a couple, and they were still mostly alone. He had a gun, but he used the knife. He had used the cover of darkness and probably the thought that no one would survive to cover his identity in the first two murders. Here, he used a mask, a hood, really, to conceal his identity. But it was doing the same job. But here, and most importantly, he has given himself markers. the zodiac symbol on the hood. And as we'll find out later, statements made permanent, writing on a car door, letters. He'd written letters before, two of them, following Maggio Farron. But now, He's leaving them at the scene. If Zodiac was about terror, and there's good evidence that he was, he may have realized that by doing the same thing over and over, people would simply avoid doing those things. That he had to change his methodology to increase the terror. The first one was just a murder. And when that wasn't the earth-shaking moment he had expected, he had to ramp up and build upon it. And the second murders, where Darlene Farron was killed, he simply gave himself a name. He wrote letters. He made a call. He had made it impossible for kids to sit out alone in the dark in their car but that wasn't enough terror. So he had to make it impossible for kids to sit out during the day. And so he attacked Shepard and Hartnell. And that didn't work. Yes, he murdered Cecilia Shepard. But not only did Brian Hartnell survive, and Cecilia Shepard may well have survived. There's talk that she could have survived if the hospital had had the right blood type available. There was significant damage and it would have been touch and go anyhow. But Hartnell survived. 
Each time there is a survivor, he changes his MO. And when he gets to Paul Stein, he has removed what was the marker of Zodiac, attacking couples, and attacked a single person alone in a car. Again from the police report. Thursday, October 2nd, 1969, 1400 hours. Reporting officers Marlowe and Lornigan attended the funeral services for victim Cecilia Shepard. These services were held at Pacific Union College Church, Angwin, California. Sergeants Marlowe and Lonergan, Lonergan positioned themselves inside the church in order to observe all persons who viewed the services and the remains of victim Cecilia Shepard. Detective Sergeant Harold Snook, Sergeant Thomas Butler, and Detective Ronald Montgomery of the Napa Police Department positioned themselves outside the church and photographed all persons entering and leaving the services. This included individual photographs and group scenes. Detective Lonergan and Marlowe also attended the graveside services at St. Helena Cemetery in St. Helena. Friday, October 3rd, 1969, reporting officer Detective Sergeant Richard Lonergan, Lonergan con contacted James Blank, Napa State Hospital, advised him to set up an interview with a patient who is a possible suspect in our case. The patient is identified as Griffin Raymond Blank, white male, 20 years of age, date of birth, 1-11-49, 6 223 pounds. Mr. Blank had previously reported this subject had left the hospital on a pass Friday evening, 9-26-69, and returned to the hospital Monday afternoon, 9-29-69. This subject also spent time in the Air Force and was discharged from the Air Force in January 1969 for psychiatric problems. According to the doctors at the hospital, this subject was capable of committing this type of crime. Reporting officer is, is in the presence of James Blank and security officer Phil Ryan interviewed subject. Subject was very cooperative and talkative to Esso and went over his activities the prior weekend. The practice of attending funerals by reporting officers dates back a long time and was certainly noted in the Jack the Ripper case. Here's a very interesting note though. The next day, Officer Lonergan interviewed a suspect at the hospital. Again, there are some redactions of last names. I don't have a name for this guy. And frankly, I don't need it. Because as interesting as it is to consider a suspect like that, it's, it's not hugely important. Yes, I get it. I've heard the many of you who have said that you do want me to deal with suspects. Maybe someday. The note here I think is important is the photographing of people at the services. Unlike almost every major murder investigation, amazing amounts of material are available from the investigation. I don't know if I've ever seen any of the photos from Cecilia Shepard's funeral. And of course, this brings up the question, is that important? We also know that her funeral was a gigantic event. 
described as a huge number of mourners, a packed church. Not surprised. Of course, Hartnell survived. And the next episode, I'm going to be talking about his statements in various different areas at various different times, because they are the backbone of the investigation at this point. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Zodiac Speaking, a Klaus at Gunpoint family podcast. I'm Chris Garcia, your host. If you've got any information on the life of Cecilia Shepard, please drop me a line at Johnny Eponymous, J-O-H-N-N-Y-E-P-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S at gmail.com. I really want to hear from you because I really want to tell her story. The next episode is going to be looking at Hartnell's statements. It should be next week. It might even be Friday. Also, if you haven't yet, please rate, review, do whatever. I'm just glad you're listening, honestly. There'll be more to come next week and for the next probably month about Shepard Hartnell. So thanks for listening to Zodiac Speaking. Zodiac Speaking.